Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome back to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is Brandon Allen. Today's podcast comes from a little inspiration, just from a little tidbit of something that Jay Abraham said a while back on the I Love Marketing podcast with Joe Polish and Dean Jackson. And if you don't listen to the I Love Marketing podcast and you're a business owner, you should listen to that podcast. See, look at that. Uh, I'm all about abundance here. I will promote other people's podcasts on my podcast. So I'm listening to Joe Polish talk to Jay Abraham, and I think he was talking to someone else, and now I can't remember who he was talking to. It might have been Damon John. I can't remember. It was a while back. But Jay had said something that I think is so important and something that I talk about within New Work Revolution and what we do with business owners. And he said, look, we focus so much on the finished product that we ignore the process. We completely ignore the process. And when he was talking about that, I thought, oh my gosh, that is so great because we do that all the time. We focus on the finished product, but we don't focus on the process. But in reality... The process is all there is. The process is something that we're in right now. You're you're in your own process right now in a lot of different areas in your life. You're in a process in your business. You're in a process for uh, in your family life. You're in a process in your friendships. All those things are a process, and we spend so much time focusing on the the process or or the finished product of you know, hey, when am I going to have, you know, X, Y, and Z happen that uh, we completely ignore the process and and really to our own detriment. And I had shared this, I, I do a workshop called Business Habits. And one of the things that I talk about is that, uh, about processes that good processes don't guarantee good outcomes and bad processes don't guarantee bad outcomes. But good outcomes from bad processes can lead to bad habits. When we're only focused on the result and we don't spend time looking at the process, we sometimes overlook the fact that we can get good outcomes from bad processes that then lead us to have bad habits because we think we can continue to show up this way. So what does that look like when I'm talking about the process? I work with a lot of business owners who never look at mission, vision, and values. They don't have any clear North Star or compass that guides their company. And their company is reasonably successful. The problem without, with you know, lacking a North Star or a guiding set of principles is that when things go t- get tough, it's hard to point people in a specific direction of where we want to go or why we want to knuckle, you know, knuckle down and, and really fight through this because no one really knows why we're even doing this to begin with. So, mission, vision, and values is a big one. Not having a formal hiring process. Um, not having any systems and processes in your business. And a lot of times, lack of systems and processes get really exposed when a good team member leaves. And then we realize, gosh, we don't really know how this person got these results. They did a great job, but now they're leaving, and we're not really sure how to teach the next person how to replicate what the person before them was doing. That's another example of getting good outcomes from an employee but having bad processes for how that stuff came about. I have a lot of business owners who don't look at their financials, don't do budgeting, any of that kind of stuff. Now they make money and they do fine, 
But again, they're getting good outcomes from bad processes. If they had good processes, they may have even better outcomes, but they wouldn't know that because they don't dive into that. So that's, that's an example of what I'm talking about here. And look, when I talk about the process, here's the thing. Most of the clients that I work with are visionary business owners. They're, they're people who like to cast the vision. They like to set the, the you know, like to set that North Star. They like to talk about, okay, this is where we want to go. But to get into the day-to-day minutia and the nuts and bolts of actually achieving that vision is not something that inspires a lot of the visionary business owners that I work with. So as I'm talking about this, here's the thing. I believe that every good partnership has uh, you know, someone there, you know, behind them that really makes that work. It could be, you know, Warren Buffett with uh, Charlie Munger. Uh, it could be um, uh, Elton John with uh, Bernie. Uh, gosh, now I can't remember his name, but uh, you know, everyone has a collaborator, right? And just someone that they can riff and bounce ideas off of. When I used to be the COO of Freedom Fast Track, I worked with Garrett Gunderson, who's the New York Times bestselling author of Killing Sacred Cows, and. People always ask me, well, hey, how did that work out? Like, how do you work with Garrett? Because he's such a visionary guy and, and you know, has a lot of ideas and things are always going on. But, you know, I complimented him really well because I love to take a vision and see it finished. I love to hold the finished product in my hand and see it. And I love to figure out, like, how do we get this done? Like, that's exciting to me. That's fun. That's a collaboration that works. I would encourage you, if you're a visionary and you don't have a finisher in your business, you need a finisher. Find someone who's a finisher, who likes to take something, will take your vision and really run with it, but also someone who isn't afraid to tell you when you're a little out of bounds or off, you know, off base with something that you're trying to get done because it's distracting from other things that you're trying to get done. So it's got to be someone who's a finisher, but it can't be for lack of a better word, a yes man. It can't be a yes man. If you have yes men that just sit there and nod their head and say, yeah, great, let's do that, it's not going to work out as powerfully as it could if you had someone who isn't, you know, is not only good at finishing but also good at setting good boundaries for people as well. So when, you know, when you're working in the process and you're thinking about how this looks, find a finisher, someone who can document and work through these processes and, and that really uh, works through that. Now, even if you don't love the process, I'll say this. As a visionary business owner, you need to respect the process. So even if you don't love the process, you need to show the business, the process some respect. Your business is counting on it. I know a lot of visionary business owners that I've encountered over the years that don't respect the process, and their results show from their lack of respect for the process. And when they don't respect the process, what happens is a lot of times they don't respect the team. And I want to make sure that you know people are respecting the team and that you know all that stuff is happening uh, within the business so that morale and the culture stays high as well. But when we focus on the process, look, I think there's just a lot of beauty in the process. I'm going to tell you three things that I think are just so powerful about the process to kind of help motivate and inspire you to really get into that process and not just focus on the end result, but how are we getting the result that we're getting. And look, Number one, and this is really powerful because there's a lot of things that are outside of our control. I can't, you know, I don't have any control over whether or not a customer says yes. I don't have a lot of control over, um, you know, certain people's outcomes. I'd like to think that I've got a lot of control on a business owner's outcomes when they work with me, but I don't always have a lot of control over that because that's really in their hands. There's a lot of things that I don't control. There's, I don't, I can't control whether someone's going to click a lead magnet from a funnel that I've got, you know, out on the internet. I, I can't control that. I, you know, we hope to put ourselves in the best position to do that, but then that's really up to the consumer to say, hey, yeah, I like this. I'm going to check it out. 
So we don't have a lot of control, but what we do have control is the process, the way we work. If I can't control outcomes, I can control how I show up. And when I focus on that process and I measure it with the type of results that I'm trying to get, it gives me a little bit of control and a sense of control that I have power and influence over my work on a day-to-day basis. And look, if you're someone who's struggling in business, this is something that can really paralyze you because at some point you feel like, oh my God, my results are not where I want them to be. Things aren't going well and I'm stressed out by it. Instead of just focusing in on the process and who you can create value for today, it it just becomes overwhelming and it's like, oh my God, I can't get this all back today and we shut it down because we're so you know, we're, we're really measuring, okay, where we're at today, but where we want to be. And it's, there's such a big gap there that it's overwhelming and it paralyzes us with lack of uh, movement from there. So the second thing, so control, you know, we can't control the outcomes, but we can't control the process is the first thing. The second thing is, look, when we understand the process and we dive into the process, we can understand why and how we got the results that I got. When I get on a coaching call and I talk about, Hey, how are our results? When they're good, we say why. When they're bad, we say why. But a lot of times people look at their results and they either get really happy or they get really sad. If I look at the process, I can go back and say, okay, where might we have gone wrong? Where did we go wrong with this hire? Where did we go wrong with this marketing plan? Where did we go wrong with uh, this goal? Where did we go wrong in the process? And we can go back and reverse engineer and look at that when we're focused on the process. I want to be able to replicate my wins And I want to be able to minimize my losses. I don't want to make the same mistake over and over and over again. But I'll do that if I'm not focused on the process. But when I win, I also want to be able to know how I won. Because look, if you say, look, I won because, man, we just got lucky. Look, sometimes there is that. But what did you do to put yourself in a position to get lucky? I think a lot of times when we get luck on our side, which is going to happen to every business owner. I've been so fortunate to have certain things happen for me and my business that I look at that and I say, look, I can't take credit for that. Um, It happened and it's great, but I can't say that, oh my gosh, that that was me that did that. But sometimes I can look at and say, you know, how did I even put myself in that position to begin with? Like, what did I do that actually allowed me to get that lucky break or that lucky bounce? Like, what, what did I do to put myself in that position? So when we understand and focus on the process, we understand why and how things happen the way that they did. And we can analyze that not only for ourselves, but also with our team. So when you understand the process and you focus on the process, you can understand how and why you got the results that you got. The last thing, the process fuels growth. My results come from my actions. If I don't like my results, I need to look at my actions. Those things are going to mirror each other. I always want to be growing the process. If you're working in a business right now and you're not growing your process, if you're an employee of a business right now and you're not growing your process, you're dying. You're either growing your process and and improving and getting better or you're dying. I always scratch my head when I get on the phone with a business owner or a high-level employee that I coach and they don't know what they're working on to grow and develop. I don't understand that. If we're paying attention, if we're being self-aware, if you're being someone who wants to be intentional about growth, you will recognize growth opportunities all around you. There's always something in your business or your world of work that can be done better. There is always something. And if there is nothing that you can recognize, you're either thinking too small or you're not thinking at all. So 
There's always growth in the process if we focus on making part of our process growth-oriented. I think about the laws of thermodynamics, right? We've got the first law of thermodynamics, which is conservation and and preserving the energy that exists in the system. The second um, law of thermodynamics is entropy, meaning that at some point in time, if if we put energy in a system, that energy will die or dissipate. The only way that we can get new energy into the system is to bring outside energy into that process. This is why coaching is valuable. This is why mentoring is valuable. This is why uh, training programs, books, you name it. Look, the you know experiences. Sometimes it, you know experiences, quiet time. All these things fuel growth. All these things are part of your process. If I don't have a good process personally, it's hard for me to create good processes in my business as well. And this is all about intention. When I talk about total experience design and designing a high level experience in your business, the only way that happens is through intention. And your experience doesn't have to be the Ritz-Carlton, but it has to be consistent. So what is it that you are going to do consistently to get consistent results? When I understand the process and I'm fueling growth to continue to be intentional about the kind of high-level, consistent experiences and growth that I'm trying to create within my business, powerful things are always happening. This is the thing that I talked about, putting yourself in a position for luck. This is how we do it is by putting us in a position to continue to grow and be open to new opportunities. The process fuels that. There's business owners, and and you may be one of those people that are listening to this right now who've recognized that, you know what, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about what could be better. I don't spend a lot of time about growth. And look, I'm talking about having powerful conversations around this too. It's not a growth conversation if you sit around and say, my team sucks. Or my patients or my, my, my employees are a-holes. That is not a powerful conversation that, uh, that you're having to fuel growth. So listen, complaining and bitching and moaning is not a great growth strategy. That is not something that's going to create growth. So make sure when you're talking about the process and you're, and you're talking about how do we want to grow, we're, we're having specific intentional, powerful conversations around our next step. So let's take employees. This is a big one, right? Um, if, if you don't like the performance of your employees, if you're unhappy with how they're performing, the first place to look at is myself as a leader. And I look at, okay, what can I do differently to inspire people? If people want to do a great job, what is it that I can do to inspire and help them to grow and develop? If people want to do a great job, what is getting in their way? What is it? Is it a lack of training? Is it a lot of a lack of mentoring? Are they in the wrong uh are, are they the wrong seat in the bus? You know, those kinds of things. I want to be very intentional about what that looks like. But a lot of times people throw up their hands, they get upset, they get frustrated, they say, Oh, my team sucks, and then I can never have a good team and I'm never gonna have powerful employees. And you know what? When we talk like that, guess what? That's what happens. I mean, we never have powerful employees. We never have people who show up at a high level. And, and uh, you know, we're always frustrated by that. I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So as you look into the process that fuels the growth and understanding that, understand that the way that we interact with that is, is really important. You know, we can be overly negative about it and destructive, really, or we can be very positive about it and, and help uh, you know, help our team really grow in a powerful way. So think about the process 
as you go through that. Now, here's the last thing I want to say about the process is that when you are working in the process and you're focused on the process and you're always focusing on growth, some of you are really uh, type A, just go, go, go getters. Make sure you also celebrate success. So look, maybe we don't always focus, you know, we can focus on the finished product at sometimes and we can celebrate the success. If you're not celebrating and showing gratitude for the results that you are getting, uh, you're holding the whole process back in and of itself. So make sure that, look, a lot of us are drivers. We get really excited about just doing well and achieving the the next level. And a lot of times the achievement is the reward for us. But make sure you step back and celebrate the success for all the stakeholders in your business. That piece is so important. So think about your own business journey, your own process. How could you focus differently on the process to achieve different results, a different culture, a different level of communication, and a more intentional high-level experience. Think about that for this week. If you've got questions, go to newworkrevolution.com, hit me up and let me know. If you enjoy the show and you listen to it on a regular basis and you haven't gone to iTunes, and you can do this in the podcast app on your iPhone, you can go into iTunes and do this, please rate the show Uh, in iTunes. Do me a favor. That would be awesome. And if you enjoyed the show and you want other people to hear it in your circle of influence, please share it through social media as well. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening this week. We will talk to you again soon. See you later. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.